Today's episode of the Happy Zen Podcast is brought to you by The Story Engine. Say goodbye to writer's block. Stop struggling and start creating. Generate story ideas, creative writing prompts, and D&D campaign ideas in seconds with The Story Engine Deck. Head to storyenginedeck.com and use the promo code HAPPYZEN to get 10% off your entire order just for being a fan of our show. And now, on to the episode. Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. Just carry on from last week. You know what, man? Fuck you. <laughs> hey, did you get my text? No. Which one? You didn't get my text? Which one? I think I've discovered my new favorite movie. Seriously, I got something new in my top three. I did not mm-hmm. get your text mm-hmm. then, or I'm totally blanking. Yeah, no, I... I, I you know, well, this episode. Oh, I know what you're talking about. So this episode, we, uh, I wish, almost wish we were YouTube right now for the, the daggers I'm getting shot. So this episode, we were going to kind of talk, talk about what's like in our Netflix. Um, or we're going to say like uh suggested playlist or what's in there in the queue. Anyways, so I've been really like expanding, trying to expand my Netflix a little bit lately. And there's been a lot going on Netflix. I'm putting a lot on right now and. So I'm enjoying that. The fall seems to be a good time. Like they just dump content. They just did some big announcement today. I haven't followed it, but oh, I today was their Tadum event or something where they were revealing trailers. Well, don't from. even don't even try to name an event no, today. Okay, Tadum. Yeah, it's like drum roll, but they just say the word yeah. drum roll. Next, it's just gonna be called money. So, anyways, uh, was enjoying some of the content, and uh, I found a movie that I, I, it was one of those ones I didn't know if I had actually seen it or not. I mean, I know I didn't go to the theater for it. Fuck that. But I wasn't sure. I did. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyways, so I, I know you heard of it, but I mean, for the listeners, if you haven't heard of it, it's this movie about like... <clears throat> small independent film. Well, you know, it had some stars in it. That's for sure. Um, it mixed a lot of like American and British. Um, it had a little bit to do with cars, and I'm so glad it didn't have a lot to do with cars, but it was like borderline kind of superheroes, but not superheroes. I mean, one guy was cyber- cybernetically enhanced, mm-hmm. which made sense. And then another guy could, you know, hold a moving helicopter with his one hand while holding, you know, but he's not Captain America. So I was just saying, Winter Soldier. Yeah, but he's not though, right? Because he's Samoan. So, right. anyways, if you haven't, figured I think it, there was wrestling in this movie too. There was there was some rock bottoms. There was. So if you haven't figured out what the movie was, it was Hobbs and Shaw, which uh, I have to admit was really good. I mean, I don't understand why they had to put Fast and Furious. I guess just the name of the characters because there was nothing fast or furious. Or crap about this one. It was actually pretty decent. Same writer too, as I think most of the series. At this oh, point. so this is where he took all the stuff that he wasn't allowed to have in those other films, and then he hasn't it, come back and put it in this. And this one makes the money. He went off and did this, and he did not do. Yeah, I don't it, know if he it did. Was, yeah, it was like his ability to break away, save himself. It I mean, was is, like this is the Happy Zen podcast. It was like is, is, is it how he came out of the room type thing? You know, someone found him, and then he was able to make this film, and then he's moved on with his life. I think maybe they thought, well, you've done so well with all these other films, we would allow you to branch off and do yet another. I don't feel like it was allowing. I feel like it was, 
I feel like it was The Rock and Statham going, look, like all that dead weight we just carried the last couple of films to try to make these things just make sense. We've seen what you won't let him do. So let's just do what he wants to do. And we're going to do it without all of you. It's my thought anyways. Can you name a good movie with The Rock in it that's not a Fast and Furious movie? The Rundown. Have you seen it since it came out? I, I haven't. I don't. I'm just curious whether I saw it, holds it a, up. I saw it a couple times back then. Mm-hmm. But a lot of movies from 2000 like to now really don't hold mm-hmm. up. There's very few, um, unless you go into like real films, like No Country for Old Men, right. or you go into like like real like <laughs> Fargo, real films, right? Not not actually basically films, a Cohen's but, film is what we're saying. Well, I just yeah, I, that, that is somewhat consistent. Um, but I was also going more along the lines of films that are just. Uh, not completely CGI driven and just not completely just action. Although some action films do hold up. Maybe that's a conversation we should have with Jesse Nanum about like what films pre 2000 still hold up today. Cause I just watched Die Hard the other day. It actually kind of holds up to be honest with you. I- I'm impressed because there's not a lot of heavy CGI, right? So, and I think that's definitely like late nineties, early two thousands. It's rough. Like you go back and watch like Van Helsing, the mummy Two, even the matrix. Oh, sure. Which I know they're pumping right now. And if anyone's watched any of the Matrix, because they got them all on Netflix right now to pump up Matrix 4, you watch it and go, oh, we were amazed by this? Like, ooh. But we also were amazed by the flip flip phone and texting. So I think the the, the smart play at the time was to do a little bit of CG and do more practical. I think that's why Jurassic Park works, because as much as it was touted... that holds up. It does, but it, it was touted as a lot of computer generated graphics but you look at like the behind the scenes a lot of that was practical like the the close-ups of like their heads and all that was all like yeah. puppetry and stuff yeah, yeah yeah so there wasn't a ton of it but where you have movies where it was 90 percent cg it looks like shit it just looks terrible you know there's a theory that marvel will look old at some point it will i think it will i just feel like it's gonna be not as far of a obvious gap but maybe i don't know i think it I mean. depends on the film too um you know maybe something like the captain america movies where they're more grounded or something even Iron Man, maybe to a degree, I think will probably hold up because it well, does, Hulk, it's not Hulk, so fantastical. The but Hulks, you didn't. can see the Hulk changes even if you yeah. look between the Hulk I was and the Incredible just Hulk. Say, so the Hulks were giveaways, and I don't know whether it was just the budget or not. But I mean, anyways, it, it certainly did get better, mm-hmm. right? And so, anyways, I, I agree. With, I agree with you on those concepts, but no, that's definitely an idea for another podcast. But I just. Uh, yeah, I've totally lost where we were going. With engaging, engaging with Netflix, and we were gonna take a look at you. You had this idea, and and I mean, you introduced the idea because I can't remember exactly how you worded it. And I want to, I want to preface mine that everyone in this house watches Netflix on my account. Mm-hmm. So the whatever we're gonna pull up <laughs> for like the suggested or whatever the the category is, I want to throw it there. There's a lot of different taste. That you don't have separate profiles on your Netflix. They do, but no one uses them. Oh, that's fair. So they are completely there, and no one uses them. Yeah, we were basically. I, I was thinking we should go through. I actually got this idea. I stole it from another podcast that was going through their backlog of, um, of video games, and I thought, well, why don't we go back through our backlog and, and like our list on like Netflix and see things that like I've got stuff on my my list that I've had probably for years now that I've just never gotten around to actually watching. I'm gonna see if I can. And I'm just realizing I don't have Netflix on my phone. Oh, wow. Well, I guess I'll start. Yeah. Oh, no, I do. Here it is. Sorry. It's not on my main screen. I don't watch on television. I don't watch stuff on my phone. Like, no. YouTube, maybe. 
Maybe I'll mm-hmm. put something on, but often, often I only put it on like if something like I don't know the new Chris Johnson podcast. Oh, anyways, that was cool. Saw Shout it. out, yeah. Not that it matters. He just was number one in podcast in his debut. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need us. I guess number one. What the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, I mean, look, and he's got the, the Toronto Star. He's he's know. doing great. You know, what? I'm done talking about him. Yeah, you know what? Forget him. Guy doesn't even remember he's on our podcast. No. <laughs> She's, our first guest. He's so humble and so nice. <laughs> it's like he's just so, I and when I think about how big of a deal this guy is, and he took the time to come on our show, <laughs> like I just need to send him a gift basket right now for having been on our show. Hey, we sent at. him a mug, and he was thrilled. That's, <laughs> that's all I got. It's true. So the first thing on my list, and I know I've had it on here forever, is Homeland. I've never seen an episode of Homeland, and I'm like, I'm going to watch that. Never gotten around to it. I think oh, really? it's been on my Netflix list for like three, maybe four years now. Never seen one episode. What about you? Have you seen it? Uh, Homeland, I've seen all the way through, except the last season I still have to watch. It got a little weird. Yeah. But it was good. I liked it. I, I really liked it. The idea of Claire Danes and what they did with her character through the whole arc. I think there's there's times it got tired, but times it was good. But honestly, it was really good. And And I did not know... That Mandy Pack Packwin. Packwin? Is it Packin? Packin? Who are we talking about? He okay. Go all the way back to Princess Bride. Mandy Patinkin. Patinkin, oh, sorry. That guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not know. Oh, the he's Montoya. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, that's fair, because he doesn't look anything like it. I did it. not know that. Yeah. But once I knew that, I could not unsee it. Like every Ruined time the show for you. he's giving these amazing lines, he has some great monologue, he's a very integral character. And I can't take it serious after I connected them. I didn't connect it until like season five or six for right. sure. So you got yeah. some some use out of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have your list up or should I no, carry keep on? going? Okay. Uh, next up, I have the Umbrella Academy. I haven't seen an episode of that yet. I've heard it's good as well. I watched one with my kids. My kids have watched it. Okay. All the way through. They liked it. Um, I don't know if that says a lot that they liked it. One of the... Uh, comic book TV shows that Netflix seems to be continuing on and not canceling after one season. Yeah, that's their own, right? Well, uh, is it not the one that was written by the lead singer from My Chemical Romance? I that think it I is. do not know. Next, I have the movie Snowpiercer. I think that's been put on everybody's. It's been forced on. I've heard because I have no reason. Never I've seen, seen it. it. I've seen it back okay. in the day, like back, okay. back, back, back. I think maybe when like, I first got Netflix. And I think like, there's it's, a show it's now, old. too. There's a show. The movie's got Chris Evans in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that might be why it's like this thing. But is it any good? Like, should I take it off my list? So what's what's what are you looking at? I'm looking at my category that says my list. Oh, see, people put stuff on your list. <laughs> Who's putting stuff on your list? You're, well, you can. Like, These you, are all you, things that are on, I can, put on my list. No, you can put things on your list, though. Right? Just so you know. What are you talking about? You can look at something and say, oh, I'll watch later, later or add to my list. Yeah. And so you can add it there. That's what this is. Oh, I haven't added any of these. So this is really going to be neat. <laughs> so you're just going, uh, wait, oh, so this is somebody else's stuff that's been Well, it's the household. Oh, right. This is a really reflection of my household. This is going to reflect on my parenting. Huh. Looking, Maybe we shouldn't do this. Looking at the first few, this is really going to reflect on my parenting. So, anyways, I uh, need to turn my Wi-Fi off because that is buzzing the mic. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I'm on airplane mode. So if it's if it's buzzing, I am now. now okay. that I have my list up. Okay, 
We'll not edit that out. So... What do you got next? What do you got? Stardust? Okay. I've not seen it. I think I remember it I actually out. have seen it, so okay. that's even worse. Um, so you didn't put that on? No. No. Fair. No, no. And brand new cherry flavor. I think it's a new series, but I again... Okay. Your kids are on your list for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. This is weird. Then it goes into Manifest. Which I know it's supposed to be a big, big show on mm-hmm. Netflix with the whole like people disappearing on a plane thing. So, is that sure. not an idea that's been done like seventeen times? At what this Lost? Point? Well, or just the what's the Left Behind or like any of these movies where they're just like all of a sudden half the population disappears. Yeah, fair enough. Then Spider Man Far From Home. That makes sense. Okay, um, which you've seen. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, the Bob Ross ha- Happy Accident Betrayal and Greed. I'm not surprised. My kids have like actually put Bob Ross on the, the other stuff that was on here. Right. Has played quite a bit, so I'm not surprised that's on here. Uh, I'll do a couple more, then we go back to you. Uh, sure. Postmortem. I don't know what that is. It's a new series about. Oh, I remember reading about this. It's actually, it looks really good. It's something about. I like it better that we have your phone in airplane mode now because now you can't actually go in and see what it's about. Yeah, but I can't explain it to you. No, so I like it better. I, I've read the title a couple times, contemplated putting it on. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, it's not there because I put it there. So it's like someone subjected me to this. Sure. Then it jumps over to John Wick 3. Okay. You know, you can sense. remove things from the list, right? I find this more fun. Okay. Because I'm, I'm intrigued how some of these things are here. So anyways, then it goes into like St. Maud, The Witch. Terrifying things. Yeah. Peaky Blinders, which I watched all the way through already. So I'm not okay. sure why it's in the list. Um, I haven't seen a single. Well, actually, it's not sure. I've seen some of these things. but Yeah, I'm, I'm confused on how the, the list is made now. Because hold on. Hold on. What's the one that's right in front of you? What, The Big Short? That's also my next one, The Big Short. Yeah, I've and not, I've seen that. I've never seen it. So good. So, so, know, so I good. Know, I know, it's supposed so to be good. good. It's almost like Burn After Reading Good. And then there's... Without another, the comedy, but more like... There was another one from the same director, and I forget what it's called, but it was supposed to be good too. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen The Big Short at all. So recommend? Okay, so keep it on my list. Yeah. Uh, then The Wolfman. The Wolf. You know what? I've never seen that. Seen it. And again, I don't know. I've seen these. I don't know why they're on my list. Your list is broken. Yeah. That's why I tried to ask when we asked about this. I wasn't sure what was going on. I have Den of Thieves, which I have yet to see. <sighs> I've heard good things. Five times, five times, five times. Watch that one. It's really good. Apparently, they're doing a sequel too. Holds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes me appreciate Gerard Butler a lot in that flick into his machine gun preacher, Den of Thieves, like that style for Butler, which mm-hmm. works well. Not law, not so much law by a citizen, which is good. Yeah, this is more on Different the gritty style. of him, right? Where he, he he's that anti-hero hero and he flirts with the edge of it and you're not sure it's he's, he's not the straight up good guy kind of thing he's edgy yeah, yeah. Right. but not like trying to be cool edgy he's just like that low life edgy uh i have the girl with all the gifts which i believe is a movie about a girl who can't get infected by zombies again i'm going completely oh, by this memory is, uh, this is the one that starts with so I made it 10 minutes into this film. Yeah. And then my daughter and I were so grossed out with what we saw in the first oh, no. 10 minutes, we couldn't keep watching it. <laughs> because it was, it's not like gross zombie gross. Right. If anyone's seen this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And Matt has to watch it. Okay. Because well, I want to know if he list. can make it through this or not. Because mm-hmm. I, I, after 10 minutes, I'm like, I can't. I just I just put it out. Okay. Yeah. What about you? What, you, got, you get more? Oh, that's it. Oh, I, I, I rambled through mine quite quickly. And Life in Color with David Attenborough. Okay. Which just, we watch a lot of documentaries do get hit on my Netflix. So. What's going to sound really like lame is watching, I love watching like uh, 
like those planet earth blue oh, blue, blue planet, whatever the hell they're called but like watching them like on, on like the 4k tv or the hd or whatever it's just it's like it's such a great thing to watch like to show off like your tv dude like. i would totally go to uh imax to watch those sure 100 percent. they they're so good um we do a lot of that on disney actually disney plus because they got a lot good of ones, really yeah. good ones I, okay, maybe this is somebody else has put this on my list because I don't remember putting Bad Grandpa on my list, but I have Bad Grandpa on my list. I still feel like this is not a list that you make. I feel like it's a list as like a product of what you watched. Pee-wee's Big Holiday, I've had on my list since it came out. Haven't seen it. Uh, Beasts of No Nation, I've had since it came out on Netflix. Have never watched it. Maybe we should be reading the top picks because this is actually really funny. Hotel Artemis. Have you seen Hotel Artemis? Yes. Is it good? Yes. I thought so. Yes. It's weird. There was like a like two hotel movies that came out the same year. There was that one and uh, oh shit, what's the other one called now? One of them has uh, no I with John Wick, The Continental. Well, that's coming. TV show, right? Yeah, Netflix. Too, yeah. I'm, I'm being told. Cool. Being told. Being told by reading Who's, things. You got somebody telling you. No, I'm actually okay. I want you to go to your top picks. Okay. Sorry, folks. This is, I think the top picks has been the thing for me that when I go to roll through Netflix, I'm like, okay, so you're telling me based on what has been viewed through this channel, this is what would be uh, derived as the things I Wait, would Wait, what want is top to picks? Where is that? I don't have that. Top picks for your, is this top, it's a few down. It's a few down. It'll say top picks. I don't have that. Uh, for the name of the account. So, oh wait! Oh yes, I do. Okay, so this is what it's going to tell you, based on your. This could viewing, be alarming. This on your viewing. This is what you should watch. Okay, I'm back to airplane mode, but I got my list here. Okay. okay. So I've got the Nicolas Cage Color Out of Space. Okay, have you seen that? No. It's horrifying. Like it's like a lot of body horror. Oh. stuff. Like it was like. It's messed up. I mean, it's well done, but it's... There it's, might be a trend in this list, and I'm I'm questioning this because of the other viewers in the house. Your now. children, yes. Yeah. Once Upon a Time Hollywood. Okay. Not surprised at all. With all the stuff I watch on Netflix, that totally should be on there. I'll never watch it. Go ahead. Villains. I've seen that, but I I don't know much about it. <laughs> Stardust, again. I feel like this is Man, getting forced on me. You must watch Stardust. <clears throat> Galaxy Quest. Okay, I've never seen Galaxy Quest, and I've been told it's very good, but I've never It's seen quite it. funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a great concept of the whole idea of this. You are a sci-fi TV show, and the aliens have received your show. And they right, because they pick you up to save them. And it's, like, delayed, right? Because it's, like, yeah. they, they filmed it years ago, yeah. but the aliens they're just got it. because like a Comic-Con yeah, kind of yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Final Space, which is a cartoon. Animated thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Brand new cherry flavor again. Midsummer. No idea. Oh my god. Okay. Weird science. Randomly. Fair. Uh sex education. I feel like that gets put everywhere though. Yeah. It's just put- pushing like the Netflix program. Yeah, every right? time you put it on, it's on, right? Mm-hmm. Untold crime and penalties, yes. Matrix Revolutions. This I want to see. The Peanut Butter Falcon. It's the one with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. It's like slightly autobiographical, I believe. I want to give it a shot. Yeah, I want to give it a shot. The Bob Ross one. Hail Satan. Hail Satan's good. Okay. It's, a, it's about uh, Satanists and how they're probably more sane than some of the other religious people. But, oh, yeah, interesting. Alita, the Battle Warrior. I kind of want to see that. I know it was Battle it, Angel. Sorry, it was like it torn was, apart. It was good, but I like 
Robert Rodriguez. And nah, it was good. I'm it, like, I wouldn't have actually thought that was Robert Rod- Rodriguez either, actually. So I really enjoyed it. Um, Night Books, which based on a horror TV watching this house, mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me. Norm. Yeah. Right. Um, That's Hitler's dog, though. It's a stand up. Yeah. R.I.P. Norm. Key uh, Code 8. Okay. Don't know what that is. Sci fi of some sort. Nope. John Wick 3. Sure. Don't know why. Mike Tyson Mysteries, the cartoon. Not sure. Q Force. Don't even know no what that is. that is. That looks like something that should be awkward. Slaughterhouse Rules. Okay. Which is the Simon Pegg flick. Beetlejuice. Mom. Funny enough, Crawl, which was actually the first movie we watched on Amazon Prime. That's funny. Uh, AP Bio, which does look kind of funny. Yeah, it's good. Spider-Man's on here again. Sorry to bother you. Clickbait. Yesterday, the Beatles won. Right. I do want to see that. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of... A lot of Netflix stuff, a lot of horror-based stuff, probably because you've been watching really recently some sci-fi stuff. Some random stuff, though, like Get Out of Compton, Straight Out of Compton, Anna. Yeah. The Addams Family. Yeah, it's just child's play. It's really hard to know whether the algorithm's working for you because so many the people are watching The trains this. and automobiles are in here. Yeah. <laughs> then it's a fantastic fungi documentary, followed sure. up by Romeo Must Die. Yeah, so yours so, is really a mix. <laughs> it is a mix. And then Hereditary in the Green Book. Yeah. there's It's like there's clearly one family member that's watching just like crazy horror movies. Yeah. And there's one that's watching like documentaries. And there's one yeah. that's watching like... And someone got into stand-up for a while too. Yeah. So that, that's, that's her in there too. So I mean, talk about a product. Um, but I mean, if you're not directly parenting or you know reviewing what other people are watching, it might be a good way to get a bit of a pulse of what the hell's going on. Especially if they're actually using their own like, account and you just kind of slide in and you're like, what is it suggesting yeah. for you? Like, All right, so that's my embarrassment murder, of riches. Murder, murder, murder. Uh, that's my embarrassment of riches. What do you got? Uh, I've got The uh, the Dead Don't Die, oh. which I've actually seen. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which I own. Uh, the Final Girls, which was okay. I've got the Bob Ross documentary, which... I'm not sure if that's just Netflix throwing it on there or because it's Again. a documentary. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know why. I do not like Quentin Tarantino movies. Sorry, Jesse. Uh, Still can't get over that. Brand new cherry flavor. I'm like you. Again. Got that. Uh, Joker. I don't know, man. I don't I don't know why that's on there. <sighs> I don't think I have any interest in seeing it. You haven't seen it? No. My kids got me to watch it. Um, Man, considering like... 15 going on 16, 13 going on 14. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be influencing a lot of my stuff now, to be fair. So Joker, though, um, I don't, I'm not a huge Joaquin Phoenix fan. Yeah, okay. I think that's that, part of the problem. That was my hesitation. Yeah. Okay. But putting that aside, it was a neat way to tell us something that has never really been told in a, in a consistent manner, right? The closest we've ever gotten into how the Joker became was the 1989 or 88 Batman, right? Comic book wise, there's nothing clear, right? That's the whole point of it is you don't really know. Is it a case, though, that they just kind of like, could it have been a story that wasn't the Joker? It was just some guy and they just did the whole movie. Like, does it have to be the Joker? Like, is it tied that closely to the comic books? I don't I, I can't. Or is it just sort of an excuse to be like, well... The Joker's hot. Let's throw him onto this property and make that guy the Joker and then just keep the same story. Like, was it a way to reboot the casting of the Joker from Jared Leto? Oh, Jesus. No, but was that, was that the whole driver? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and to take it in different... Okay, but you saw it. Yeah. I, I didn't... I, I can't say I didn't... I can't say I didn't like it. Okay. Um, 
I wouldn't watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. Watching it was neat. Is it kind of a bummer movie? Because I've heard it's sort of a. Like, well, yeah, but the whole point of it is like yeah. Joker's life supposed to be shit. Yeah. Right. And there is some good psychotic elements in there. What to about make the it... whole like incel thing? Like I know people have kind of like compared it to the whole incel movement. Like you know, Joker's an incel. He's a he's anti women. He's anti all this. Like in this movie, this version in particular. Like do you see? Well, in this case, that? it would only be like anti-establishment to a point. Like it, there, there's moments where they try to make it like he's the he's damaged goods, mm-hmm. but he has a decent heart. And then there's a moment where he flips, but it doesn't flip psychotically enough for for what the Joker does in the comics or movies for that right. matter. So it doesn't really line up in the how he flips. Like that switch needs to go right off the rocker, and it, it didn't. It went far, but it didn't go as far. Hell, he lets someone live. I wonder. Let's if, just put it that way. He lets someone live. That doesn't make sense. I, I wonder if it should be treated sort of like the what Disney's doing with their what if program. Like it's it's a oh, it's an alternate that, how smart, reality version how of what the Joker smart is. would that have been for Warner Brothers too mm-hmm. because they have all these like scattered properties. Sure. If they just encapsulated that with a what if cuz I think the fan base would just eat it up. Sorry. Yeah. My stool is all fucking noisy. It's not Adam, it's the stool. So no, um that would be a cool idea. And that would have worked. That would have worked really nicely, actually, for that story. And giving you the bandwidth to keep hitting up the Joker again, as you will. And it's not problematic. I've got uh, the Norm MacDonald show. Or Norm MacDonald has a show. Which, again, I think people got Norm stuff put on after. Yeah. I actually watched the first episode of the Norm MacDonald show uh, with David Spade. And it I have, was actually quite funny. I have something called Squid Game. Okay. I watched... The trailer for this. Okay. I'm going to sit through this movie. It's subtitled, um, but it looks nutso. Nutso. I don't know if it's Japanese or Korean. I haven't looked at the home of where it's from. But Asian of some sort. Okay. It's basically them getting pulled into a giant live, live game show for survival. And it's just take the Japanese crazy game shows, mm-hmm. but with the ability to kill you. So there isn't soft plushy things. So like the They're spiked arms. Kind of thing, but also... Yeah, but but funny, colorful, Pikachu ripping your fucking head off type thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. And they do well because they cast hundreds of people. So there's lots of people to die. Not just like it's like five people. It's like 500 people thrown into a room. So there's lots of runway to do well, things. Well, I mean, October's coming up. I'm supposed to watch scary things or, or kind of gross things. Maybe that'll be fitting. Yeah, to torture yourself truly in October, you should have to watch rom-coms. That would be terrifying. Yeah. like, But like bad ones. Because there are some good ones. Yeah. But there are a lot of bad ones. Yeah. They have to be rom-coms that are centered only on high school. Um, and <laughs> You completely you, derailed my train of thought. And we got to take all the good ones and they can't be in there. Okay. Like you can't have 10 things I hate about you. Yeah, that was the one I was immediately I thought like, well, you know. No, you can't have things. it. Okay. No. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you have like Varsity Blues as a stretch. I think I saw that in the theater. And that's not even really a good movie, but... I did see that It's a nice, It's a nice deviant away, but yeah, we should do that. We okay. should totally, totally do that. I, uh, no. You can well, do all, you can do, money, all, you can do all the Twilight movies, because that's pretty close. Oh, wow, that looks painful. Oh, my God. It's a combination of rom-coms, isn't it? Aren't they? No. Oh wait, no, they're not meant to be comedic. They're just funny. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. 
they're just strictly romantic. That's also hilarious. Well, so maybe maybe what would really be torturous for horror is that you and I sign each other thirty one movies for October. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of nine of mine. Yeah. Oh, listen, this is pretty horrid. Uh, we don't have enough bandwidth for this. It'll be too late in the month. But anyways. Huh. Okay. I like this I idea. I don't though. have enough bandwidth. Thinking maybe November. November to remember. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you still watch uh, on, on uh, was it, the 4th of November? Do you still watch V for Vendetta? I've never seen it. I have watched V for Vendetta every 4th of November for like, I think, 11 years now. I've never seen it. And I think I have it in my it, house it is, on It is a substantially well-done movie. I'm sure it is. There are a lot of movies that people who probably expect I've seen, I just, I've not seen. This is, again, coming back Shame. to your taste. Yeah. I'm wondering why this is why the palette isn't, you know, developed. Maybe this is why Fast and the Furious works for you. Because there's things that would have cultured you. This is this is it. Okay. This look. is it. No, this is not your fault. <laughs> it's not your I don't fault. Know if that's worse or better. <laughs> no, it's completely it's not like your fault. You're not in any control of yourself, so. No, but your palate is your palate. Like as a kid, like as a kid. I'm not saying I haven't seen any movies. I've just seen a lot of different movies, and yeah. apparently in your mind, the bad ones. Well, like you haven't had your palate cleansed, like in theory, right? No, I've like had so palate so, cleansed. So it's, I'm just saying, like that sounds wrong. Yeah, I know. I, anyway. I can't segue off that very no. well. It was bad. Cut. <laughs> so okay. You, speaking so of, you drank bleach. Okay. Yes. Uh, and uh, whatever Joe Rogan told me to drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad time. That was right up your nose. So good. So good. Okay. Spe- speaking of taste, we might as well at least touch back on this because it is somewhat related in our, in our recent history. So. Uh, I will uh, I will consider at this point that they are still our friends over at uh, the Video Film Podcast. Uh, their most recent episode, they did the 1989 Batman, and they did The Dark Knight. Okay, I saw this. I didn't watch this. I haven't listened to this episode so I'm not going to... I won't go into it, but based on taste, and I, I, I think I know your answer already, but if you were to choose, oh. which one would you say is the better movie? Or No, sorry. Let me change that. Which one do you enjoy better? Because better movie, that's... Oh, enjoy better. Yes. Which one do you like better? Ooh. Uh, 89. Oh, there's still hope for you yet. Actually, that's me. But I mean, I'm super biased because that was the first movie I saw in the theater. So, I mean, how could I not? So, for me, it was probably the first memorable superhero movie. True. It has lasted... It stand a pretty solid test of time. Um, it launched an entire franchise that didn't didn't, didn't live up to it, to it at all at any point in time. Batman Returns, cool. After that, whew, let's not talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched all the attempts. Sure. And, and what also because you want to get back to that. You're yeah, like, but well, what also made all those attempts suck more is you go back to Michael Keaton's Batman, and it just it ruined them all. I can even handle the somewhat if you want to call it campiness of Batman Returns. You know, the Tim Burton-esque, you know, element of that. But it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked for trying to adapt a comic book film without the crazy CGI access, right? Sure. So it worked really well, I thought. So I took that. I like those. I love The Dark Knight. I think it's very, very well. But if you honestly, if I'm going to think on, for me, the one that if I had to choose between the two of them to stick in or to put on and watch, I'm, I'm going to put the old Batman on. This might be controversial, maybe. Um, do you think The Dark Knight has... Um, 
sort of the Nirvana aspect to it in that it's held at a little bit higher degree because Heath Ledger passed away. Like, do you think, like, I find with Nirvana, it's always that thing, like, what would have happened with them had he not died? Would they have been as popular as they are now? I think with the Joker, Mm -hmm. yes. I think think that actually Heath Ledger's performance, first of all, was second to none in terms of the Joker. Um, And I say that without his demise. It was just fantastic. It was the best rendition of the Joker we had. And Jack Nicholson did well, but my goodness, like, it was amazing. Um, It stole the show. Sure. It really stood out. It almost made a standalone movie that didn't need to be in the sequence. And you can look at that as if that, that it worked that way, right? So anyways, that's how I see his performance in that. I don't think that elevates the whole series, though, of three, right? I think the Christopher Nolan effect of, like, everyone bought into this amazement of the stuff Nolan was doing at the time. And he did well with the Dark Knight stuff, but I think some of the other stuff was better, mm-hmm. right? Inception, way better. Prestige, right? maybe. Prestige, yeah. yep. way better. So I did like that. I just feel like there was, there was such a hunger and thirst for this to do well. I think it allowed the bar to be low. And then they jumped way the fuck past it. So the gap for expectations versus what they accomplished was so fucking big. It helped a lot in holding this prestige of the film and the series. But I think nostalgic-wise, I think comic book fan-wise, a lot of people I think would lean on the old 88. Like, probably our generation. And I think you you shave 10 years off the age of the person you're talking to, I think it probably changes a lot. Because the Nolan Batmans would have been huge for them at the time. But There's two things I'll I'll, I'll mention that they brought up um, that I thought was kind of interesting. One... uh, Jesse made the point of the the the, fir- the Tim Burton Batman, the the Bruce Wayne and the Jack Napier characters are very similar in the fact that they're both pretty much insane. Like they're both crazy. Yeah. Like Michael Keaton's version of Bruce Wayne is an unhinged person. Yeah. And he really is the Bruce Wayne is the act. Batman is what he is. Yeah. Whereas, look, Christian Bale is a good actor. He has been in a lot of great things. But I agree, I don't think I came to those Batman movies because of him as Batman. I like the suit. I like him as Batman, but he's not a very good... He's not a memorable Bruce Wayne, and, and I don't think he had that that sort of missing piece <laughs> that would make him be Batman. You want controversial? I actually liked Affleck more as Batman than I did Christian Bale. No, that's that's absolutely fair. I think he plays a better Bruce Wayne. Because I think I think the rich, depressed, unhinged character I bought more out of Affleck mm-hmm. than I bought out of Bale. Sure, Bale. There's like an elitist element out of his because yeah. like, he's so good at what he does. And I'm not trying to criticize it, but it was hard to buy him as a full of angst, despair, and you know, kind of someone unhinged. I didn't get that. Yeah. He was in control. He was about Bruce yeah. Wayne who was in control, and Bruce Wayne isn't really supposed to be in control. No, right. He's, He's always like one step away from just being the villain. That's, that's exactly the whole point. And so when I look at Keaton and I look at uh, Affleck, I can feel that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can pull that from them a little bit. And I want it to be humanistic. Michael Keaton was Michael Keaton. Like, I felt like most of the people on screen could potentially kick his ass, potentially not. And like, you know, he would use his wits to outwit it, but he didn't always outmuscle them, right? Which is kind of the concept. Affleck, yeah, okay. 
he he did good to get in shape and look like a menacing Batman, but everybody else on the screen with him can wipe the floor with him, and he knew it, so he had to use the brain game. Mm-hmm. I like that. For some reason, Christian Bale was like a relentless warrior, and it was like a little more. That's not Batman. Like Batman can get a couple quick fights, and then it was like he was getting his way with gadgets and smarts and being that detective and that kind of shit. Yeah, like he didn't fight you one on one straight to your face. He snuck up behind you. He jumped from the fucking shadows. He grabbed you with a batarang. He did shit to you. Like he didn't. He didn't go in for one on one because he was a human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he needed an advantage, so he wasn't at risk. Yeah, and definitely with like the Ben Affleck one because the universe that he was placed in, where he was up against gods, essentially. They had to make him that version of Batman. You know, Michael Keaton's not at that degree, but Michael Keaton's playing it off as essentially an unhinged person, which is perfect yeah, against... Yeah, I there's more authenticity in the 88 one because it was, I became the Batman, I stopped basic criminals, the Joker was an element of craziness that became unhinged, and like even what the Joker did wasn't grandioso in the fact that you couldn't achieve it. You know what I mean? It wasn't so far out. It yeah. wasn't a cra- you know, there wasn't a part of your brain going, well, how many fucking hundreds of millions of that cost? And where the hell did the villain get the hundreds of millions of dollars? The Joker did stuff that was like raw and rudimentary. And, you know, he didn't, there was no thought process to the money needing to be, be anywhere near it. Right. So I don't know. I kind of liked him. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely recommend uh, checking that episode out because it was, uh, it was an interesting conversation. They kind of, I think they pretty much fell around the same between the two of them, I think, but. I mean, for me, I, I'm so biased anyways. Like, again, the first movie that I saw, and that movie was, like you said, it was it was such a big deal. The score on that was so cool, too. Like, that was... Back. The musical score on that was so good. That was like, I mean, probably not quite to the same extent, but that's like being a kid when Star Wars came out. Like, the oh, Batmania oh, oh, oh. was everywhere when I that movie came out. I think it's pretty close. I think it's pretty close to that, that big piece for us. Yeah. Right? Make the big memorable character, franchise-type character. I mean, yeah, we had Jurassic Park and we had some few other ones, but um, really, if you take from like 85 to 95, we had lots of shit pumped our way, but how many big franchise players? Well, and something that was, the merchandise was everywhere. It was talked about. Your parents were into it because it had actors that they, like their generation enjoyed. Kids wanted it because it was, it was a comic book. It was Batman. And then the movie actually turned out good. Like it was, it was just a perfect mix. I think for and that for was him. Tim Burton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the first two. Hmm. What happened? Uh, I don't know. Johnny Depp. I believe Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's fair. No, he wasn't in those two Batman movies. That's why they're still good. Did you see a thing? I saw a thing today. It said Johnny Depp is willing to go to birthday parties as Jack Sparrow to keep the image alive. I wonder what Disney thinks of that. I suspect Jack. I, I don't want to shit on Johnny Depp. I think he's actually a pretty decent dude. I know he does a lot of charitable work. I've, I see through Instagram. He does a fair bit of stuff. So I, I there, there's probably more to this. It's probably like he's going to hospitals and shit. So I know there's a lot of it him going to hospitals in this character and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's just him keeping it up and keeping it alive. I don't know what Disney thinks of it. You can. I don't. Are they done with him and Jack Sparrow? I thought they just owned him technically. Just put him to use. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe Jungle Cruise, they're hoping, is going to be this big thing, and they'll just carry on with that. I don't get from the outside. I don't get the feeling that Jungle Cruise has even gotten remotely the popularity that Pirates did. But, of course, it's an entirely different If you situation. go to Disney, what ride do you go to? Yeah. No, ironically, though. Those, I, I've been to both. Actually. Those rides are beside each other. You know that, right? Yeah. At Disney? It's kind of funny. Like, like physically, right beside each other. I do find that kind of funny. 
they're also slightly both old and outdated in Disney. Yeah. Again, I find funny. Uh, one more thing based on uh, taste that I think would be interesting to ask you about. There was an announcement made this week uh, by Nintendo. Oh, I saw About this. a movie coming out. Oh, the movie. No, okay. No, I saw something else. Okay. Well, I saw, uh, I saw a Switch announcement. So they've announced the ca- the voice cast, the major voice cast oh. for the Super Mario animated movie. <laughs> yeah. What uh, the fuck? Okay, good. So that's kind of the reaction. So this is what we have so far. Uh, well, let's start off right at the top. We have Italian Plumber Mario, voiced by Chris Pratt. What's going on? Hold on. I, I, he could pull that off. As what? His It's a cartoon. He could pull that off. He, okay. he can do voices. But is he going to do an Italian accent? Yeah. Have you watched Parks and Rec all the way through? Yes. He does all kinds of stupid-ass accents. He is he is talented in, in delivering that kind of shit. And if he gets to be on a mic doing an animated thing... He's done other animated before. He's quite good. Yeah, it, but, it, but the other animated things, he's just doing his own voice. Like the, like the Lego movie, I think it's pretty much just his own voice. Like He's not doing anything... I think he'll be fully capable. But then the weird thing is the guy. What if that, they don't though? The guy that is actually voicing or that voices Mario in the game since like the nineties is in the movie, but doing like cameos and stuff. Like, why not just make him Mario? Because it needs star power. Okay, well they do have another whole list of people. Here's another one that blows my mind. But I mean, they obviously don't give a fuck at this point. Uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. What's going on? That works. I saw, immediately the next day I saw a video. Uh, people just put the the Seth Rogen laugh over Donkey Kong laughing. It works. And you're just like, oh god, Donkey Kong's just going to be a stoner in the but background. But it works. That that one works. And there's other ones I don't agree with, but that one I think works. Charlie Day is Luigi. Okay, that's where I don't agree. <laughs> I don't even know how. I can't even. I can't. I can't. I can deal with Charlie Day in small doses. But I've noticed if he's in a movie, like an hour and a half movie, and he's in most of it, that voice gets really grating. I, I, Pacific Rim. Yeah. Was like the most I could handle it. Yeah. And that was a lot. Yeah. Especially the second one. Yeah. Was a lot. Um, and it just, if it wasn't for the awesomeness of Pacific Rim, I, I, it was right there. I couldn't imagine a movie where he's going to have like 30% of the lines, probably. Like unless they unless they kill Luigi, <laughs> which I mean they haven't told us what they're giving us in the story. I mean that's true. It seems a little dark for what might be a kids movie, but uh, this one I don't necessarily have a problem with. Jack Black is Bowser. Well, Jack sure. Black, Jack Black's like I mean I mean Bowser I can't I couldn't tell you what he sounds like to speak. No, and and to be fair, Jack Black can do all kinds of sure. voices consistently, right? Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is Peach. Sure, fine. I mean Peach Actually, is going to sound prim and proper. When you listen to other stuff, it. If it's, she's not going to stretch. Uh, let me see here. Uh, but, but you're looking at this cast, though. They're really trying to pull in the Hollywood A-listers to push this movie out. Oh, absolutely. Clearly, right? You know how much money they've dumped on this cast? Yeah. Uh, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad, which I thought was kind of cool. I yeah. mean, I, I'd go with that, sure. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Toad could be really interesting if they let Keegan has like if they let oh he could if, steal the show if they play in with Keegan. Oh, hundred percent. This is this yeah. is totally yeah. I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I. I think, hey, you're telling me there's not an Italian that you could have grabbed. Yeah, that like you. It, I just don't. I do not. It doesn't. I can't put the two ideas together of Chris Pratt and Mario. I just can't do it. I would have accepted John Leguizamo. Sure. Not Bob Hoskins, though. 
he's dead, but we can try something. I didn't know that. <laughs> I figured as much. I still wouldn't take him. But you're right. Or what about... um? Okay, never mind. I don't know. I can't think of it. My brain is so fried by this whole... I want to look up... Like, I'll take Danny DeVito. Sure. Actually, I saw people suggesting that. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, why just, not? I'm just trying to think of Italian actors, like, quickly. Is it... Yeah. Like, okay. Joe Pesci. Yeah, bring him out of retirement. Man, you imagine Joe... Imagine, like, a Goodfellas <laughs> Mario, like... For you. Yeah. you think I'm fucking funny, Bowser? <laughs> That's all it's gonna be. Like, just shooting Bowser in, like, two seconds. This is for what? Oh, yeah, I, I can see... That. That's how Luigi dies. He tries to stop it. Like, I just... I can see where this all goes. Yeah. And, so, I don't know. There's just that? a bone saw in a plastic bag, and, like, it Good just Lord. goes... Like, Eight heads in the duffel bag. So fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what uh, what announcement you were going to talk about the uh, on the Switch? The controllers. Which ones? So uh, I don't know if it's for Christmas or sooner. They're announcing the opportunity that you can go with a Nintendo 64 or Sega Genesis controller for your Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's because they're now going to have like a N64 and Sega Genesis emulator, basically, that you can play on the system for an additional fee. But yeah, I mean... That, that's actually quite exciting to me because I've been thinking about... A new, another system for the house to get myself back into video games. It is exciting bit. if they didn't already give you the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo included in their online service. Now they're going to charge you more money for those other two. Yeah, but they'll just bundle that pack at some point. It is do. cheap, though. Like, their online service is cheap compared to the other ones. But, yeah, I did see that. I, that was interesting. But the the movie just, I was so confused by all of that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh... I try not to get too like I don't know. It's uh, give it a shot because the same people that did Minions, right? Same studio. I yeah, think. and that's where I feel comfortable saying, yeah. you know what, like that. I'm sure it'll look good. It'll 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 it'll, it'll run well. Mm-hmm. Like Despicable Me, Minions, like it, those were amazing films to sit back and read. You rewatch them anytime and laugh. It's fucking fun. I'm assuming it's 100 percent animated, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't know if they were going to do like the Sonic the Hedgehog thing where it's a mix of live action and animated. Well, if you don't have a Jim Carrey to save the movie, you better not. So it's mm. fair because he did save that fucking movie. You're not a big James Marsden fan, huh? I know, it's not that James Marsden's character was just you didn't stand a chance. It's exactly what it's going to be. Right. Um, and he's not there's no actor that's going to make that matter. You put Chris Pratt in that it didn't matter. It's it's is what it is. Uh, you get some one liners here and there. What do you do? But what you're flipping over and paying attention to is like you needed that something else to run with the, the animated hedgehog. So you needed literally run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. I like that. Okay. Moving on from that uh, possible nightmare. I mentioned this in the text message to you and I actually never asked you if you've seen it. I, I finally got around to watching boss level. Did you watch that movie? No, I didn't watch it. I, <gasps> I've been now we can't talk. I've been it. wrestling with this the Mel Gibson of it all. Well, that, but this Frank Grillo thing. Oh, this whole like Frank Grillo is a new thing in I Hollywood I, somehow, but I don't understand how. I feel like you've watched a lot of shitty Frank Grillo movies. Okay, well, they mean the good ones. Well, he was good in uh, the Purge movies he was in. I actually didn't like. I didn't mind the um. What was the? Was it the Get? No, oh, Getaway. What the the drive? What the hell was the one where he was the? I haven't watched. You've seen. I'm sure you've seen it. Well, well, what have you watched then with him? Oh, and he was in one of those Chronicle movies, which he was the second one, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, I've literally seen that Winter Soldier and that Alien one they just did. Yeah, that where was, he had to save his kid. That was one of the Chronicle ones, wasn't it? No, not Chronicle. Um, 
Skylines. Yeah. Yep. Something like that? Yeah. That's what I meant. Like the story of that, it, it could have been anyone as the actor, really. Like, it was just a really cool, well-written sci-fi flick. So, Okay. So, yeah, I haven't seen... And I haven't watched the one on HBO, the show he's got with the Jonas, the one Jonas brother. I heard that's really good, the fighting MMA one they got there. It's like a weekly... Oh, my, I, haven't, I don't even know. Apparently, that's really good. I think that's what the catalyst for him Hollywood-wise has been between that and then his Crossbones work was like the big yeah, push, the big push uh, for him. And he, like I said, he did a couple of the Purge movies. He did... There was one where he was I like don't a, dislike him. Just He was like full, a getaway driver or something. It was full okay. Dis- full disclosure. I, I don't not like him. Mm-hmm. It's just like I feel like I'm getting forced... He's getting he's getting he's getting fed movies. I just don't know if it's a good fit or not. And then when I go to see, they're not the greatest flicks, right? Like Anthony Mackie is getting a chance to be a lot of a lead. He's getting good films, so he's he's getting to be a decent, solid lead, and he's getting a good chance of some stuff to work with. Where I feel like he, Grill is not getting the same. Yeah, I so. think they're both probably sort of that. Well, maybe not Mackie now after the Disney stuff, but I think they're both guys that were affordable like grillo is a guy who they can do an action movie good but they don't have to pay the rock they can pay yeah. somebody at, at and he's a good he's a, he's a good actor like with, with grillo maybe it's like not paying jason Statham. yeah right and and i hear you i hear exactly what you're so saying so i think because of that he is getting a lot of straight to streaming stuff and, and that's where they yeah and i don't knock that anymore either though mm-hmm. like straight to netflix stuff like netflix own properties is yeah. fucking good stuff so i don't i don't knock that element of it all i just i don't know i don't know like give me more adam driver these days like i would want more adam driver on everything i do want to see that although i don't know i'm i'm it's a real mixed bag with ridley scott lately but i do kind of want to see that one um is no. it the duel is that what it's called oh the duel okay yeah that, no i want to see that one is that the one with matt damon and ben affleck and yeah. him and yeah. and um yeah it looks kind of good i um again well, and you like medieval stuff too, right? But so I also like Damon. Yeah. And I, lo- I like Driver. This is a prequel good. to Goodwill Hunting, I think. I loved, I loved um, The Dead Don't Die. Okay. And it's slow. A lot of people didn't like it. I like it. I don't know if I love it. I, I liked like Driver. Yeah. Like, there's just moments that I'm just like, his deadpan is so I, good. So good. His deadpan is so good. Yeah. I want to watch the, the Marriage Story. I never watched that one with him and Scarlett Jansen. I've danced around it because I know I heard it's, it's quite sad, brutal. Yeah, yeah, like I've heard it's very like. Yeah. But I want to give it a go because and there's another one he just did. Um, it's off being a stage actor. Yeah, it's on uh, Amazon, and people are probably know what I'm saying. Is it was it Mary Antoinette or something? Um, I have to look it up again. Sorry, sorry, folks. I saw one um, that came out a few years ago. It's actually not. I don't know if it's on streaming or not. It was. Um, it's him and. Who's the other main lead? Uh, Is it when they Ben did? Stiller? Oh, and no. so it's Ben Stiller and I forget who and his wife are like in their forties and they meet Adam Driver and his girlfriend. Oh, who yes. are like in their twenties. They try to keep up. Yeah, and how? And then basically, I mean, sort of spoilers. It comes to the point where you just kind of realize, like, actually, they're just assholes. They're just assholes. Like the twenty-year-olds, like you don't want to keep up with those people because they're just terrible people. They haven't learned to be good people yet. I just, I, I love his character delivery of things like the dead don't die logan lucky like logan his, lucky was really good i yeah, like that one a lot. i love that flick yeah i just i don't know i enjoy him and i, I tend to enjoy a lot of daniel craig flicks too so mm-hmm. that's not a side on a tangent but but anyways i think Driver, I like daniel craig now i like him in 
I like him in non-Bond stuff. Like when he can, yeah. when he does comedy stuff, it's great. Or even like Knives Out, he was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I can't. I guess that's kind of comedy. I can't too. wait. I can't wait for Knives Out. Too. Oh yeah. I can't. I can't. Just oh, the that's best. a high bar though. I don't know. I do worry about that because that first one was like I a do. very well put together. Like it just it was well put together. It was well done. It was unique. It was I wouldn't call it niche, but nothing else out there was like it. So it's like it, it has so unique space. So the problem is you did a unicorn. So then when is a second unicorn ever really that remarkable? Yeah. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. But yeah. I do look forward to it, though. I'll definitely give a solid shot. Like, I mean, if you do get around a boss level, like it's, 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 I mean, it's a fluff movie. It's not like it's anything serious. I, I just, I thought we'd talk about it when you, when you do see it. Cause it is, I mean, it's essentially an action groundhog day. Like is that, is that the concept behind it? Basically. Yeah. He keeps reliving the same day and, and having to, you know, stay alive essentially. Oh, well, I see. I like Edge of Tomorrow for that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. We just watched that. I got my kids to watch it. They really liked it. They were like, oh, dad, come on, blah, blah, blah. They watched it and they went, okay, that was actually really good. I'm like, yeah. And I asked, I said, why do you not want to watch this movie? He goes, that short guy. They don't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, the <laughs> I don't short like, guy. I don't like, I said, the thing with Tom Cruise is always, I stand by this. I know I've said this on the podcast before. You can look at the film and see Tom Cruise, and you don't want to watch it because of Tom Cruise. Then when you watch it, you hate to admit it, but he did a good job. And then at the end of it, you're like, you want to say to people, I liked it. Just wish it wasn't Tom Cruise. But I hate to admit it. The fact is, a lot of times, it wouldn't be the thing it was without Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise does very well in Edge of Tomorrow, like it or not. He's just the right level of arrogance to be that guy. Who can have an you know an epiphany style moment and open his mind up and do something good? He does good in that role, he like also, it or not. Like he kind of has the same issue, although I think he deals with it better that like a like a McConaughey has, where he's essentially Tom Cruise in every movie he is, but he seems to find the movies where that works. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem to matter. I and mean, then, there are variations on it, but it's then there's the moment that I still. Whatever I'm holding on to this like weird thought with like, is it Tom Cruise just trying to be Tom Cruise? I think back to him playing uh is it Les Stroud? No, Les what was the name's guy this guy's name? In uh Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, yeah. I think back to that and I go, No, this guy can do fucking shit. He just chooses not to. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't choose to. Because I talk about how his hair is almost the same in every movie he's ever in. Sure. So then you get that moment where he did something so different. It reminds you he can do it. He just, why would you, if you don't, if I get paid 20 to 40 million every time, minimum, right? Without any other royalties to do just what I do and to show up basically how I dress every day in my life. Why would I bother? Like Jack Reacher. Yeah. It works really well. I could probably think of another bunch of other actors that would do well. Frank Grillo would have done well on that back in the, if you didn't have Cruise. But anyways, needless to say, it's a thing where you get that Tom Cruise effect where you're like hesitant and then you're reluctant to say you liked it, but you would watch it again. Yeah. And like every once in a while, he'll do something that is a little bit out of that zone. Like I think it was a big deal when he did like uh, collateral. He's like, oh, he's a bad guy. Like, oh, Tom Cruise can't be a bad guy. But, he, you know, he was Tom Cruise, but he was quieter and he had gray hair. But, you know, it is a big deal when he does something a little different. But mostly it's the same, you know, same he, with all he, the Mission Impossible. He movies. can consistently carry a movie whether you want to admit it or not. Hmm? So yeah, no, but Edge of Tomorrow is great. And so is, uh, what's her name in it? Uh, oh, Blunt? Yeah. yeah, Emily Blunt. She's fantastic. The By far the greatest chameleon we've seen in this generation of actresses. Wow. She could be in any film, on any range, and she's just consistent. 
Like she goes from Quiet Place. You think of that. You think of Edge of Tomorrow on the and the piece of that. She she could do comedy in Jungle Cruise. She did. She actually did Mary Poppins too, and it was worked. People diehard Bobby Mary Poppins fans weren't offended that she played a fucking Mary Poppins character. Like she's all over the place. Her range is so cool, and what she can deliver, and she is consistent. Yeah, but I mean, is she more of a chameleon than? Tilda Swinton making me think she's a human being because she does a pretty good job well, with it. Swinton, I'm sure Til, she's an alien. Tilda Swinton is, is an alien. It's a totally different concept. Yeah. Back to the dead don't die. Yeah. What the? That, that, my friend, was not acting. No, it feels like they just got her. <laughs> like They just got her on film. Scottish samurai alien. I don't know how they... And I love that she took that part, first of all. Like, just... Yeah. I think she's great. She's she's good too, but she's weird. She's like the David Bowie of actresses. Didn't she play David Bowie at one point? I don't know. She could. I think she did. She did that movie. She played David Bowie. They did that that chronological thing in David Bowie. She was one of the David Bowies. I believe it. Yeah. She does look like him, really. Actually, we think yeah. about it. Maybe she's the same person. Yeah. So you see, uh, Kristen Stewart's actually going to try to act. Uh, I just saw the trailer last night. I think it looks good. I haven't looked at the trailer because I'm I, I'm there's a lot of buzz that she did well in this. I've seen her in movies. I like her in. I like her in Adventureland. I like her in. Um, I really paused for a second. Uh, American Ultra. Yeah, it was pretty good. There was another one I'm thinking of, but it, it's totally slipped my mind. I mean, she I'm, she's not. I don't go out of my way to watch movies with her, but I, I think I, I saw the trailer for that. It Snow White good. and the Huntsman, right? Well, something happened in that movie. I think she ended a marriage. I think that was the only thing that came out of that one. Look, he did too. It's his marriage. He's the one that ruined it. But look, I I, I think the trailer looked good. I I don't know. I'd watch it. I don't think I'd go to the theater or anything and watch it, but I'd watch it. Yeah, I'll give it a go because it's always an interesting piece of story that you just know the royal family is either like... I always thought, like, does the royal family have that level of control where they have to green light this shit or they just go with it? If they do, they're green lighting stuff. That's not good for them. Yeah, because the crown, I feel like. The crown, the queen. The crown was this. good. A lot of it I felt like was actually character building for the legacy of the queen, but then there's certain parts of going, hey, would you green light that, though? Like, yeah. would you? Did anybody? And then you're a monarchy of a good chunk of the free world. So why, 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 why haven't you done anything about this? Like, I kind of felt like there is potential there. So. Not my queen. I didn't vote for her. Well, you don't vote for monarchy. You inherit. Some watery tart throws a scimitar at me. I don't become king down, do I? Oh, my God. Anywho. <laughs> I did have a topic, uh, an actual topic. I don't know. Are we out of time? What time is it? We made that 57 minutes. Holy cow. And I'm sure with editing, that's like at least 53. I'm not editing. Uh, that's the only thing I got out of that episode. <laughs> I'm going with Adam's suggestion, which is never never editing again. Just record and put it up. But the first thing you said when you came here was turn your cell phone off because I got a weird feedback last time. Yeah, but I heard it in the headphones, all right? I don't, you know, it's fine. What I was going to say, and it is sort of fitting, and it was tied into uh, to a, a time travel uh, movie, but... Uh, but hold on, you're going to segue a time travel movie to real life. This is great. Well, no time in general. What I was going to ask you at this age, I'm having a real hard time with time management. I don't know about you. <laughs> so I was going to start with, do you think you're, are you better or worse with your time management now at this age than you were, say like college level, maybe um, early twenties? Oh, I'm better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm better. 
but I'm also more willing to let shit go too. Okay. Where I was younger, it was like, yeah, there's I think, more going there. I think when you're younger, you try to do everything yeah. and you feel like you can do everything. When I'm older, I can completely accept not doing some shit and being cool with that. Like, yeah, I, I think it's probably more along those lines of time management or being realistic with expectations. Like if I get one thing accomplished in a day on the weekend, that is a fucking success. And I mean, one thing like cutting the grass, like, that's it. If that's the benchmark for the day, then the rest of the time management is all like it's it's the closest thing to the word free time I've heard in years. So set the bar low is what you're saying. That's your that's the advice. Look, I've tried everything, man. Like Google calendars and like alerts and tracking shit, and and, and I do a bit with age. You forget shit, so that doesn't help anything. Um, I do find mm-hmm. lists tend to help me a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm not great with it. I think I was better in college because I had to be. I think when I didn't have to be so much, like I didn't have, I don't have a lot of deadlines necessarily now than I, you know, school I obviously had. But I've also, I've also become a little more cognizant of that. You don't, so there's, there's, there's productivity and time management. So you don't have to be busy to be by definition productive. Right, because that being busy sometimes is just a sure, you know, a, just a, be yeah, you're wasting mirage, time. mirage to look like you're sure. doing something, right? So I've kind of accepted more along the lines of like what productivity versus time management means. So with that, when it comes to work, I don't feel like I'm always burning the candle at both ends. It's a fun joke, but everyone always asks, asks like, you know, you're 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 always busy, you're always this, you're always that stuff. Like, but yeah, there's stuff on my calendar and that, but there's things on my calendar that are literally a, a blank I left to literally have nothing in there. So I could actually use it to think about or to plan or to whatever about other things. So I've learned to give space to other things. So I think as I'm older, I accept that maybe using the the, uh, the the schoolwork analogy, you're supposed to do the reading, write an, an essay. So you're supposed to make notes, make a rough copy, review your rough copy, and hand it in. So my, my high school was read, write final copy, hand in. Within like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Did well. I now in adulthood, I now would take the approach of the read, reflect, reread, take notes, prepare a rough copy, sit on rough copy, think about rough copy, review back with book, then hand in final copy. And I do it in small amounts of time as opposed to big blocks. When I was younger, I would try to read the entire book and then write the fucking report within the same like 24 to 48 hours. Now I give more time over an elongated space to process and digest at a slower pace. Man, that fucking idea is amazing and should have done it a long time ago. So you're actually, it's not so much scheduling something to do back to back to back. You're actually scheduling the space into that yeah. schedule. So yeah, I've started to do that. And then with Zoom, I've learned through all this pandemic myself personally. Back to back Zoom meetings, you should not be able to do those. If you are doing those, you're getting nothing out of the fucking meeting. You might as well not be there. So you got to leave your space self. Uh, I leave myself half an hour on each end if I can. And it, it, and I I mean, I give the caveat that depends too. Is like, am I there running a meeting? Am I there taking a small one-on-one meeting? Or am I there observing in a meeting? So it depends what your role is. I guess in some cases how you do back-to-back. But if I'm really just one-on-one with somebody trying to get something accomplished, you can't bookend that with somebody else. You've got to, You need a moment to walk away. In real life, you had you were able to walk down the hall, walk to your office, get in your car, drive to your next place, whatever you're doing, whatever your thing is. You can create space. Right. Um, you got to fucking do that. So let it kind of lock in. A yeah. So bit. I mean, maybe this is more like the stuff you pull out of of COVID is that you've you've had to physically place time. And I mean, I'm someone who's had to work from home, so you know, I just put it in a fucking calendar and then lived it. 
Mm-hmm. And then, so what does that mean? I go downstairs, I let the dog out, I have a cup of coffee. Maybe I get a chance to see my wife for a few minutes and I'll go back into the space. But it was enough to prepare yourself. And then you can kind of digest, maybe debrief for a second. It's a lot of time. Sometimes it's five minutes, it's all it takes. But it's been way more value add. And so then it doesn't feel like I took a meeting, never did anything about it. Later in the week, I'm like, oh, what the fuck was that? And then you're running around trying to catch up. It was, I, I felt like accomplished. I didn't have to go back to that. So I'm trying to get better with that. Why? Do you feel like you just don't have enough time? Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. I, and I think I know some of it is just my brain just. It's like, you know, when you're bad at Tetris and the, the board just fills up and fills up and yeah. fills up. My brain constantly adds things to a list of <sighs> I'm doing something. And then while I'm doing that, my brain's like, you also have to do this, this and this. And then I do the next thing and it adds three more things. So I never you feel like I'm catching you, up. You don't allow yourself to actually complete a list. No, my list is always going and see, it never has space. So it never need, has time. You need to do what's called the sticky note theory. Which is? That is each only one item can live on a sticky note. Okay. So when you complete it, what do you do with a sticky note? So the idea is you remove the sticky note. Yeah. So it's that's completion every time. So even if I have 100 sticky notes, I'm still removing one at a time. So I'm always the sense of accomplishment, which is probably the most one of the most important human things is that you have a sense of uh, progress and completion towards your task. So in this case, you lay out sticky notes as opposed to making a, a sequ- sequential list. You have something you can actually like get rid of. So then there's that piece of I got rid of it. Even if it's trivial shit, like it's worth it. It's Add in things that you automatically would remove, like um, have breakfast, walk dog. I know it's part of your life routine, but when you add it and you can complete it, you now have a sense of completion. So everything else is not so daunting. So even if you added shit to your list for the day, you have things you know you fucking completed. Even if they become tr- they feel somewhat trivial, they're still a fucking completion. Subconsciously, it works. It just I feel like when I'm progressing towards, I don't know, the finish line, my brain is constantly adding things and pushing that finish line back. So even okay. though I'm moving forward, it's also going forward. So I'm just treadmill. But let me ask you this question. And, and, and thanks for the therapy corner, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... This is what I came to. Do you actually have more things to do now than you did a year ago or a year before that or the case where maybe the last time you didn't feel like you were overwhelmed? Do you actually have more things to do or are you just thinking more about those things that you're doing and you're breaking them into more steps because you're aware of more steps of doing these things over and over in life. You've broken them into smaller steps so they look like more compounding things. My wife does this all the time. She starts with, we need to do this. And then I go, yeah, okay. And then because it's not – I'm not anxiety-ridden like she is with what we have to do in a timely manner, she starts adding things. And I go, what you just fucking added doesn't matter because we don't actually are not going to do that in that time frame. Or those are actually parts of the thing you just said. So they're actually smaller parts of the thing you just said. The first thing you said was big. Then you started breaking it down into smaller pieces to make it sound like more. But everything you just said was part of the fucking first thing. So pick one. Either make it one big thing. Or make a small list of the things that lead to that big outcome. But either way, like you can't – don't break your list down and make it more challenging. It is what it is. Clean the house, okay? Well, in clean the house, I mean da 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 I said, well, yeah, that's what clean the house is. So pick one. So anyways, that's – I think I just have mental illness. I mean, I, I really everybody, think – Everybody has mental illness. I mental agree. Illness. Everybody does. Everybody is mentally challenged. Because like in that example, I would be cleaning the house and while I'm vacuuming, I'd be like – Oh, that needs to be fixed. Oh, that needs to be done. So then when I'm done the, the cleaning, then I have that on my list. And then that, it's, I don't sticky know. Note, sticky note theory, I'm telling you. I'm going to buy a whole 
it Block works. Block of sticky notes. In my office, I have a uh, a four foot by uh, two foot. Um, my brain also melts as you get older. By the way, yeah, uh, corkboard, corkboard, cork and I just I sticky note the shit out of everything. And whether that's flow diagrams or whether it's just things to be done. And honestly, you remove stuff and you put stuff up. And there are days I've put tons of sticky notes up and didn't take one down. But what I did was I wrote a sticky note that said, organize these events. I put it on the board and then I took it off because I managed to reorganize that stuff. Okay, I did something today. See, what I need is a sticky note every once in a while that just says, pull off three random sticky notes just i need to cut this list down i'm adding to it too much see and then you have to use the small ones so you can't write more on them yeah yeah you yeah. have to do that to yourself because i've had the mistake in the past where i start trying to add to the sticky note and oh fuck man you gotta keep them small or write big on it so it's a thing just it, it wasting works. so much paper it works I, and yeah okay i'm not saying it's environmentally sound but it's yeah. uh i've killed the planet but you know mentally i feel you have better. to do that because the whiteboard theory doesn't work because it's easy to erase and then add and erase and add and then you're like this vicious fucking circle just doing this over and over again you're not getting anywhere so then you had burnt all your time trying to readjust your fucking whiteboard and then you didn't do anything so that doesn't help either okay just words from a busy person well i mean you are you are a busy person so i am asking you legitimately i mean i'm not as stressed now these days but i'm probably busier than i've ever been so that is just a thing i've been using I've been using that sticky note theory and I've been using a notebook every day so I can cross it off. And I don't allow myself to add. I write for the day, the next day coming and I do that for the day and I don't add anything to that day. Anything pops up, it gets added to the next day. And what I've found, yeah, you know what? That's, I the think world that's, doesn't end that's if I don't get problem. those things done. I think as new things come up, I stick it on the same day. And ask yourself, be honest, how much energy can I really give something if I already have attention to this other stuff and I'm trying to deal with this? Can I give it the appropriate attention? No, I can't. Most times I can't. And because I'm already burnt out or thinking too much about other things, I give it to the next day, I tack it with full vigor, and all of a sudden, it's done in a better way and I never have to see it again. So I'm finding that to be a strategy too. Time management's tough. Especially, I think at home right now with everyone, with those that people that are home with COVID, time management probably is a lot harder because... You don't have to fuck. You don't even have to shower to go to work. Like you have to build habits back, and so you need to work all these things in. Um, you're doing more now probably than you were before. That is, they're showing that to uh, strategy. Um, they're reviewing that quite a bit to understand that you're doing a hell of a lot more now than you were before. Mm-hmm. You don't have travel time all these other things. Um, but when you add the shit back, which is coming by the way, right? For a lot of people, people aren't really thinking about how to add that back, and then readjust what they're doing in a day. So time management is going to be a major issue again, big time. I've noticed it just, I've had a couple in-person things, busy days. And even I've noticed I've had to really change what I'm going to get done in that day and accept it that it's less because I've had two and a half hours of driving. I've had making sure I had a fucking shower and clean myself. And then if I want to work out before I left and try to fit that shit in, like, and all of a sudden we throw driving in and time restraints of getting somewhere else, not just, okay, I got a meeting at uh, eight o'clock upstairs in the office, but, I can work out, have breakfast, don't need to get dressed, put a th- dress shirt on over whatever the hell I want and get in front of a camera and I'm fine, right? And they can't smell me. <laughs> Not so, yet. No. So, Well, and I, I've actually, like, there's a few things that I've kind of done to help myself. Like, I I take essentially the long way to work and back home, like, every day just to give myself that that time to prep for the day mentally and then to decompress on the way home. Um. And also, even since my stroke, I've been trying to say not, I guess for lack of a better term, say no more or push things, like, don't say yes to everything that's thrown at me. Or um, 
realize that like I can't do everything, so I have to, I, I have just, to be like, no, I I can't. I, I have to draw the line somewhere. You, you ever tried the the part of it theory? No. You only do part of it. So if there is something to be done, mm-hmm. you only do part of it, and, and it sounds so rudimentary, but. So you, you break something into the steps. Everyone does this, sure. right? You're a plan of attack. Yeah, yeah. So either you decide to yourself, okay, I can do this whole thing, but I'm going to put it in steps so I can, I can you know, digestibly handle taking it on and not offsetting everything else in life. Or I say to somebody, you know, yeah, I can help you with that, but I can't do all of it. This is what I can do. And you contribute to it. So you can contribute, but you don't do all of it. And in some cases that works. Sometimes it really depends what you're talking about. Right. But, but if it's a doable piece, because it, you leave yourself with a sense of fulfillment that you still did your part. You still contributed. You didn't say no. It's good for people to have a tough time saying no. Um, but you didn't throw yourself out of massive balance. And it goes back to the contributing thing again. Like So you still get to complete something and still provide. And so depending on what it is. Uh, the other thought process is you just break it into smaller steps, smaller pieces than you normally would, even if it seems trivial. And, and this is harder with age. Um, I think we are more accepting to simpler steps a success, whereas a, you know, when we're younger, we're like, well, those five things could just be one step. It's like, well, no, no, make them each a step. It, right. there, there's a value to that. There's why old people take their time and they're not nearly as fucking stressed. It's because they take things in stride and they, they've learned to break things down and just make it simpler for themselves. Because your ambition, your drive, and your, I don't know, piss and vinegar, for lack of better terms, does eventually wear out and it catches up to you. So, hey, we're turning 40 this year. Right, which, which goes and, back and to the beginning of this when I said we're tired all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you say that, but I get up a run every morning right now. Yeah, I don't, and I'm yeah. still tired all the time. I, I, I'm, I, it's a, it's a walk run. It's not it's not a fancy run. I'm trying to follow Chris Johnson's approach of running, and I did it for a while. Broke off. I wanted to do some powerlifting. I had this dream of getting a 400 pound deadlift bench and squat before I was 40, and so my goal was to try to do it right around November. I did it two weeks ago, so I was like, oh, now what? Well, yeah, like, and I really, I put some weight on to do it. So I was like, okay, uh, I need something else. And like, at the end of the day, um, I'm really done with trying to do that stuff. Like, it's time consuming as fuck. You talk about time, it's time consuming as fuck. Um, so I really just get up in the morning now. I have coffee and I go out and it's five kilometers. It's run, walk, certainly not fast. Pretty sure I walk faster than I run by definition. So I'm not really sure what the run looks like, um, but it's early enough to don't fucking see. This is jogging place. Probably, <laughs> right? Um, but it gives me a shit ton of steps. So that's always handy. And uh, I go no technology. I go no music, no nothing. Holy fuck, that's been helpful. I did not realize how valuable that would be to just not be plugged in for a little bit. My boss used to tell me he used to drive from like like half the province sometimes in silence. And I just thought he was getting ready to murder everybody. I actually get the silence part now. It's there's there's a reset button with all the technology we have in front of us all the fucking time. It's been really really helpful because you don't make that time anywhere else. Even your house, no matter how hard you fucking try, something's on. You got the record player, I guess something's on. Yeah, it's the only time. It's early enough. There's nothing going on, especially during COVID. There's fucking nothing going on. So, anyways, I've just been using that as a as a tool right now. If I could stop eating like an asshole, that would be very beneficial to me. But it's not. So the running just balances out, and I enjoy the beer later in the day. And don't feel guilty. So. Right now. Yeah. Well, that's informative. I've learned something today. Yeah, I'm not just a loudmouth piece of shit, so who hates Fast and Furious? I just finished my 4K uh, director's <laughs> cut today. It only took me four days. 
Because I can't manage time. <laughs> it, melted, it melted your eyes along the way. <laughs> it's true. It was beautiful until I, I couldn't see any longer. Yeah, it was beautiful. It hurt to it look at. It was beautiful, it. man. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, um, no, on a, like, and, and seriously, that's, I, I, it is good to get more ideas. Cause, you know, hey, no, and everyone listening to a podcast, you're typically listening to a podcast when you're doing something else. Because you're trying it's to true. do many things at once. I, I literally, uh, when I watched the third plug of Chris Johnson's show today, I literally gave a half hour of just sitting on the couch, put Chris's podcast on, uh, had a had a pint, and that was it. Nothing, nothing else. This fucking didn't let anything else go on. And it was the first time in a long time I've actually just watched like a half hour television show, basically, because it was half an hour. It reminded me totally of childhood. It was like turning the TV on and be blanked in for thirty minutes. It was kind of cool without commercials, which is bonus. Uh, yeah, and just try to keep that that single. I, I'm I'm getting old, man. I, I accept age big time. Like I hurt and uh, I'm old. Yeah, I, I actually I, this week I just had like knee pain. I was like, what is that even from? I my don't hand, know what that's from. My hand locked up in a weird ass way and then went really numb. And I'm looking at it and I'm looking at everybody and no one even cared. They just went, you're old. Everyone in my house just said I was old. I couldn't even give them the finger because it was locked. Yeah, like there was, was a time when you're like, well, I know what that's from. Now I just I don't. I'm know. like, what is that feeling? Yeah, so we had great times. Yeah, great times. So it's great. So you know, live. Live forever. This was our old day of the Zennial generation, so we'll have to do something youthful in the next one. Look, we're <laughs> these are just things. You just be happy we're not talking about COVID again, all right? Yeah, like, it's the fall. My knees hurt. Like fuck off. That's right. The the, the it's getting cold out now. <laughs> Where's my slippers? <laughs> uh, I do want to say before we wrap up. Uh, speaking of uh, obviously throughout this entire podcast, we've been talking about various friends of our podcast. Uh, Jason Anarchy has a new game that's going to be hitting Kickstarter next Tuesday, which I don't know. What date is that? Today's this? I hope you're not comparing yourself to any of our guests who are like workaholic nut jobs. Oh, no. Because they all are. And like, they're, they're fantastic, productive. but they're insane. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they're productive. Yeah. Uh, no, he has a new game coming out on the 28th of September, I believe, Tuesday on Kickstarter called Reap, where you are Grim Reapers and you're collecting souls, various different souls. Uh, I was lucky enough to play test a little bit of it the uh, the other day, and there's some like uh, I, I think I said on on Twitter it, there's like some four dimensional chess going on. There's a lot of like okay, if that guy does this and that guy does this, and like we were playing four player, which I think is the, the max. I couldn't. My brain was just mush. It just inflated on itself. But uh, I think I did all right. But it, it's 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 a lot of fun. So uh, certainly check that out. I'll. We'll put it on the Twitter and follow show notes. What is he at drinking quest on Twitter? I'm sure he'll put it up when it comes up. So he's got that coming out and uh, yeah. And then I, as we mentioned earlier, check out Jesse and Adam on video film podcast. They're doing some great stuff. And again, way more productive than, uh, than we are. Although as they said, it's, they just don't have any lives. So I'm going to go with that. I like that. Yeah, sure. Same here. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No lives. All right, let's go get a beer. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, follow us on uh, Happy Zen Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and happyzen.com is the website, and I have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but we will try to do this uh, again sooner. Oh, no, we got to do some Hollywood review, uh, Hollywood horror prep. I know it's your thing. Yeah, not no, my thing. I honestly thought about this, and I was like, yeah, it's not his thing. I don't want to no, no, I was just going to say it's not my thing. However, my my daughter is a massive horror nut job, so I'm gonna give it a bigger, deeper dive. And so you're now on record of calling your daughter a nut job. <laughs> that can't be the first time. Probably no. No, no. All right. 
Nah, she's a big horror film, and she just and she likes the bad ones to laugh at. So yeah. not like she likes getting scared. She critiques the crap out of them, picks holes in them. That's why I referred to it as nut job. So okay. Fair Anyways, enough. have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, see you next time. See you.